welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and I'm joined uh, this evening by an old buddy of mine uh, that I've known since college. Um, he is uh, the moist daddy. Um, he's a meme lord. Uh, he also makes some uh, some bass music. Um, he's been producing he, his debut single. Uh, is called Violent Affirmation, and uh, now he lives in Florida. So I'm excited to talk to him about his passions, artistry, and uh, how he's making making sense of the world, but also not making sense of the world. Uh, so Hamza, aka Florida Man, welcome to the show. Hello, what's up, Ben? <laughs> Good. What's cracking? It's always amazing to see your face. You too, man. Even though I can bear, I can't really see you. Like uh, that's just. That's all a part. That's all a part of the ambiance, dude. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You. You look like you're in some kind of like, um, like satanic ritual, man. Uh, what's going on over there? Well, you see, I have the only light in my room is a simulated torch light. Fucking, I like. I like having my room look like I'm in a cave. Um, fucking, it helps me sleep so much easier it helps me sleep a little bit too easy actually which is a huge problem <laughs> dude i feel that i'm i'm big on the night light if you see behind me i've got a lava lamp uh, set up back there uh, i sleep with it every night i'm not like i've never been like a pitch black dark sleeper you know like I think Ever. I might take it. I think I might take it one step extra and just like one of these days get like a really cheap speaker and have like twenty four seven fire crackling noise just to really make me feel like I'm I'm in I'm in the shit, bro. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You're just like out under the stars with this like roaring fire and malt beer. So, surrounded yeah. by a shitload of musical equipment. Yes. That's all I need. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Well, um, Hamza, yeah, it's been a long time since I've actually seen you. But, uh, man, how, how are you? How are you doing? Well, I'm like, I'm basically the same as last time you saw me. Uh, my chest hair has gotten a lot thicker, though, like, to be completely honest. It's unmanageable. Um, yeah. Fucking, like you said, I'm, I've been living in Florida now for, like, since I moved here July of 2016. I remember when you left. I remember when you left. Like, before, was like right when we became friends. Before Florida, I was living in Milwaukee. Fucking had amazing fucking times there. Met you. Fucking got, got lit in almost every part of the Upper East Side. <laughs> and then I... That was the first year that I ever heard the term polar vortex. And I had to walk to work in like 30 degrees below zero. I'd walk to school, like fucking blizzards. And I was just like, what is really keeping me here? Like, what like this is not this is not life, bro. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm Arab. This is hell for us. <laughs> fucking I'm I'm like so. A good friend of mine, very good friend of mine since kindergarten, Alex Bougie, he uh, he was living in St. Augustine at the time in college. Um, he he brought up, he, 
he brought up the idea like yo dude like i'm my roommates are leaving i'm looking for like a lit like living situation and when i first moved to st augustine his roommates were still there occupying their rooms so like for about the first month i was sleeping on an air mattress in the corner of his bedroom um <laughs> yeah started from the bottom now we're here type shit yeah. fucking in like the realest sense ever like i the first things i did when i lived in florida is just like confine all of my space to like one mm-hmm. corner and hurry up and find a job yeah um how so are you still in st augustine now no no i was in st augustine for only a year i live in tampa now um St. Augustine, great place to visit. I love that city so much. Now, when it comes to living there, I learned that I don't like living in tourist traps. I had to work three jobs, like, just to kind of, like, have a good, okay life. Um, And, like, yeah, it it was basically in St. Augustine, you're either a millionaire, you work in the service industry, or you're a mechanic. It's the only three routes you can really do in St. Augustine um so i moved to tampa like an actual city like tampa honestly it's yeah it's florida so it's fucking weird uh it's fucking insane a little bit much for a lot of people but like there's always something here like if you know what to look for like great music scene uh, amazing nightlife like really like the music scene is what really really kept me here um while it being a big city it isn't like overwhelmingly like uncomfortably big like new york and la type big so it's just like nice and comfortable so that's cool yeah and that's why i like milwaukee like because it's it is a city but it's not like overwhelmingly a city like you can like meet your friends and like comfortably find your niche like it's accessible but you can still always meet new people and uh, um yeah the, the only thing the only real big push factor is yeah man the cold sucks dude like this february this february was was trash dude um today it only got up to like 47 like last week it got up to the 70s for like a couple days and we're like hell yeah spring's here but then like it got cold again and i'm like man this shit's so bad dude you know it's been about 80 to high 70s for the past like month, two months. I mean, like the last cold day that I think I had was like 50 some degrees. Dude, God, I love it down here. Yeah, dude, come on, come on through, bro. Yeah. Come yeah, on through. Do you, do you want me to just, this whole podcast, like, do you want to just. Dude, keep just it? do it on a plane ride here and then like we'll finish it with you here. Yeah. And then I'll. Like, yeah. it, it, it's like, yeah. we can, it'll only be a few hours. Like, like a yeah. six-hour fucking special. Hey, yeah, man. Mr. Nice Guy's going on the road, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, that's funny as hell. Well, what did you do today? Um, I worked all day outside. Um, like my, my job kind of has like three parts to it. I'm primarily the IT guy, but what was amazing was like, I was first hired in this job for a part-time position on Craigslist for like event, like marketing. And then from there, I am now the salaried IT guy. Mm. Fucking, it's amazing how things work. (laughs) 
yeah. Fucking so so like today we were outside at like an air expo, um, you know, just showcasing some stuff. Like we we're just like going out to these events, branding our branding our product, branding the company. Um it was so boring. I kind of just was on Ableton like all day, just fucking producing music, which was Hey, that's a, I'll take that victory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. You that right there is uh effective uh management of your time, you know. Um you might even as well. being productive, be productive when you're being unproductive. Yeah, right. Yeah. Which is what I try to do. That's why I do so many episodes, you know. If I wasn't doing this so much, I just you know, be sitting what? here with a thumb up my ass. What episode number is this? I won't know until it's up, but uh, I'm gonna guess it's probably around like 620, something like that. It's probably, yeah, fucking killing it, Benny. (laughs) Glad you could be here, dude. Um, yeah, so Hamza, what we talk about on this United Sky, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity, and so, um. Yeah, so as as, I mentioned before, uh, we met um, in like 2016, you know, you're friends with our beloved uh, buddies, Brock Dahl and Jack Fricky. Shout out, yeah, shout out the boys. (laughs) Uh, They were my roommates, and uh, I remember we would throw parties, and just all these motherfuckers from Green Bay would just, like, fill up our whole apartment. Like... (laughs) That, that would like every weekend and just be like, I mean, yeah, like we'd have parties and like all of Sandberg from UWM would show up too. But I'm but like, I just, there'd be so many people from Green Bay coming in and out of a place all the time. Um, and uh, we met and, uh, and became friends pretty quickly. And um, yeah, I thought you were funny as hell. We um, took a, a, a wonderful. Uh, that so- iconic fucking photo that will forever live rent free in my head. <laughs> Where I dressed very Jewish and you dressed very um, Arab, Muslim. And, yeah, Muslim. And uh, yeah, same thing. <laughs> you dressed very Muslim, and uh, we took a shot of us shaking hands. You what? What you were like? You, you were wearing like traditional like Iraqi clothing, weren't you? Like it was something. Yeah, I was. It, it was, it was kind of like not really traditional anymore. Old school, more so. Um, but yeah, it was a little uh, relic that my family gave me when I was over there. They gave me like twelve to fifteen tunics. They, I loaded a suitcase up with just traditional garb, and I gave it to all of my homies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. Um, There's well, random kids in Deep Here, Wisconsin, that have the most Iraqi outfits on the <laughs> market, bro. And it's all thanks to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's cultural AF, dude. Um, a, lot of, yeah. a lot of what I noticed when I came down here is just like the drinking culture is real up there. <laughs> it is hardcore, like noticeably real. Hey, I I don't have anything right now, so I'll just I'll just equivalentize it. There you go, dude. Well, um, well, I mean, I I was friends with all stoners uh, in college, so apparently Wisconsin smokes. 
Oh uh, yeah. Even though like all of all of Wisconsin's neighbors are legal now, except well, for Wisconsin. Yeah, we're pretty behind on that. Um, hope I, I hope it can get recognized federally, um, in like in the current administration. But I don't really, uh, I, I don't really place my hopes anywhere. Um, but that's for another day. Um, so yeah, man, we uh, yeah, we just uh, I, I really liked you because like you were like you loved. I mean, you're big shit poster the goofiest things were funny to you and like you know it was really easy for us so to like make fun of ourselves like with each I other i'm drowning in irony 24 7 and it's kind of an emergency and my only life draft is more irony yeah. see my and, problem here yeah i yeah i mean there's but man you're you're obviously not alone because there's you know, uh, what's that one page? Crossovers that no one asked for. <laughs> <laughs> Things uh, that are not aesthetic. Uh, fucking images that proceed unfortunate events. <laughs> or fucking AV rigging disasters. That's probably like, for as, as, as a fucking music nerd, that's probably the one that I love the most because it makes me want to ha like have a heart attack and like cry and laugh at the same time. Did every SpongeBob frame in order? <laughs> yeah, Bro, I got, there was I, a, like, I got most of my like I found most like meme pages that I like follow. Like probably found them from like just being on your page. I'm fucking. I'm. I'm. I'm out here trying to trying to do like the Lord's work, bro. I'm giving the spiciest of shit posts to those who don't even know that they want it. You're like the meme merchant, dude. Hamza has wares if you have the coin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, hey, man, we're here for all tradesmen of all kinds, of all creeds, you know? Perfect. Um, that's what I'm here. That's what I'm here for, bro. Yeah. So, Hamza, so you, um, so yeah, you're originally from Green Bay and, um. Well, originally born in Chicago, but. Uh, Okay. We spent so little time in Chicago because my parents were legitimately scared of it. But, like, at the time, that's kind of where all the refugees went because they were freshly fleeing. Old Saddam. Yeah. Mustache Saddam. Right. Not bearded Saddam. Sure. Thank you for Fucking... clarification there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, first, my family was living in Chicago. Um and yeah, it, it's it, it was scary for them because this was like the first bit of American life that they experienced. So they were just like, all right, let's go to the complete opposite of this. And at the time, Green Bay, Wisconsin seemed pretty fucking opposite. Kind of still is, even though like it's trying to be a big city, but like it's failing at that. Yeah, I've only been in, through Green Bay a couple times, but no, you've seen all you need to see. Yeah, it's just a lot of factories and fast food is uh, what I, what, I, what it looks like. Yeah, yeah, dude. Lambeau Field isn't even in Green Bay. It's in a Schwabenon. All all of the fun parts of Green Bay are in a Schwabenon. You'll notice that. <laughs> well, that's what I that's what I, I've gathered is like it seems like Green Bay isn't so much a city as it is in like an amalgam of suburbs that all 
sort of like all like our Green Bay like as a whole. Like I feel like a lot of people who I talk to are from like De Pere or Ashwaubenon or Bellevue, Alloway, fucking what? Olasky, I, I think is that one. Yeah, that's like kind of out of Green Bay, but dude, it it might as well all be Green Bay until there's Milwaukee. Like, yeah, I I can't even tell the difference between the Wisconsin cities. Yeah. Um, I can't. Re- I, a lot of people do say that like I don't really have the right to talk because Florida isn't exactly the most progressive state. Um, you, you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it, it's actually like. Doesn't Florida Florida's like the worst state in the union, I believe, in like paying unemployment benefits or something like that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Beginning of COVID, it was kind of a nightmare. Um it uh yeah, very, very poorly run, but like and it's and it's also because our governor is like trying his hardest to be mini Donald Trump. Um yeah, like Ron DeSantis, Ronnie D. Um, fucking look is just about as douchey as he looks. Um, yeah. However, 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 he wants to legalize weed. Uh, so that makes him better than the last guy who also sucked. That's really like my only criteria. Other than that, I'll forever hate any anyone who works in that foul city of Washington, D.C., I feel um, dude, but like, I'm pretty sure that like Florida is going to be legal soon, but they have, they need to prepare because we're already the tourist abyss of this country. Once weed becomes legal, I'm scared. That's only going to multiply by 10. I'm just, but the sad thing is, is like, I just imagine like all of the old rich Republicans, like getting a hold of and capitalizing off of weed now like they're gonna they're gonna get their hands on it and uh, make it this exploitative labor sphere like, i don't know, know about I, happens. Like, I don't know about you but like i already talked with um the person who i interact with that happens to be in the same room as me and then he leaves and then there just happens to be marijuana there that has nothing and related to him i happen to talk to that person and i'm just like even when there's dispensary and any around i'm always gonna still probably just stick with my homies who are in the same room and leave and there's mysteriously weed there and no one knows how to explain it yeah dude uh you know it's science it's, it's, it's a yeah, it's a cosmic sort of thing, you know. Uh, oh, it's uh, fucking cosmic, all right. <laughs> so, so Hamza, so you, what brought you to Milwaukee? Was that was it school? Honestly, no. Um, though I did attend um, like a little bit of MATC in school. What really brought me to Milwaukee was a the urge to leave to Pier. It's the urge that everyone has as soon as they graduate high school into here to get the fuck out. Um, and a very, very common move is Milwaukee. Cause Hey, it's the closest big city to us. Um, like my brother did that move. A lot of his friends did that move. A lot of my friends did that move. Uh, so when I moved to Milwaukee, I had already a very good amount of friends. Like, 
Fricky, I have known like Fricky, your old roommate. I have known since I was in sixth grade. He moved to Milwaukee mm-hmm. before me, but like I then I intermingled with him and met you guys and all that. You also, knew, um, you also knew Fuller, uh, who was oh, also dude, Sam Fuller. Me and that boy are me and that boy have a bond. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mother, yeah. lover, brothers. That's yeah. that's the bond, and it will forever be solid. Shout out to Sam Fuller. Yeah, right on. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I just I would meet all these people that just strangely knew you. You know, like there were all these like all these um like there's a lot of interconnectedness because of what you said. Like a lot of Green Bay uh, folks came like. It's like a mass exodus almost. There's just a lot of people came down here. And so a lot of people I knew uh, knew you too. And so I'd just see you I'm like, oh shit. Like they know about the moist daddy. The moist <laughs> like, daddy, long legs, moistest yeah. daddy, long legs. I, I, as long as there's moist daddies and the legs are long, I'm there. Right. You also, yeah, like, I remember I would just see you at the beach with random folks. Like, it was, it was, uh, but, but, you know, I love people like that, that just, you know, kind of naturally, like, acclimate to a lot of different friends and people. And you seemed like that guy, because everyone just, like, you know, because it's like, you're very universally yourself, you know, you're always just, I, I, I hate false advertising. What they, the degenerate they see is the degenerate they'll get. Yeah. yeah. And it's what we all deserve. Um, hey. So, okay. So, um, yeah. Uh, that said, I'd love to hear kind of your um, inception into um, getting into like EDM and electronic music. Like, like how did it all kind of start for you? So... Before I listened to EDM, I was a dumb music elitist who just listened to oldies and dad rock and thought that, you know, this was the best music and nothing was ever going to get better. After I got into EDM, I realized that that's a terrible way of thinking, thinking that something is going to forever not be able to get better. Things are always getting better. Things are always advancing. And EDM is the perfect example of that. Fucking just when you think that it can't get any weirder and more insane and more fucking random, it does. What got me in, like, really got me into EDM was uh, first music festival I ever went to, Bonnaroo 2015. Um, That was, that was, uh, I've never been in a situation where everyone was so friendly and happy to be somewhere. And I think that was a very, very, I'm going to sound like a stereotypical wook when I say that like it was fucking life changing, but like it was life changing in positive ways because in that point in my life, I was, I still like was really just trying to figure out like what I was going to do in this world. Now, fast forwarding festivals after festivals, after shows, after interacting with actual producers, befriending producers, my friends becoming producers. I figured out that like I've never loved anything in this world more than the electronic music scene that I've been a part of, both in Milwaukee, Tampa and everywhere in between, like 
always the most pleasant people. Yes, there a lot of people say you meet dumb looks, but hey, you meet dumb people everywhere. You meet awesome dumb people, though. I meet some of the coolest dumb people ever. It's becoming a little bit more difficult to talk about it. Like since this past year with everything that's happened in the scene, um, you know, like a lot of big names being taken down because of their own stupid actions. Like, but it's, it's, it, the electronic music scene was built on peace, love, unity, respect. And I've, I've talked to people that are annoyed by it and I'm just like, Oh, surround yourself with what you want to be do you want to be happy do you want to be respectful do you want to be loving and like that's probably the best thing that the electronic music scene has given me like in my years um now in terms of what got me into like actual music production like into it i always well i'm working with ableton it's half a love of music and half a love of doing computer techie shit. I've always loved computer shit. Now I just needed to hammer a fucking musical background into me, which it's great because I'm friends with a lot of producers and a lot of like up and coming producers, a lot of like people who are, you know, fucking playing with big names now. Um, So I was lucky on that aspect. Um, And also it was the best use of quarantine. Like if it wasn't for learning audio production I would have had an un, like even more of an ungodly amount of free time to do stupid shit. And that Hamza unhinged is, we don't want that dude. <laughs> he comes out every once in a while. <laughs> I did. Another thing that I was doing when I was really, really bored, I bike so much now. Like, just one day, I randomly decided to bike 60 miles. I think this was, like, the second day of lockdown. And I was just like, I feel terrible, but, like, I want to do this more. Yeah. So since, the, since then, now I've gotten to 200, on average, 200 to 220 miles a week. Oh, wow. Dope. That's awesome. It's Dude, what I need to do to undo all the terrible things I do to myself. Yeah. That's... Hey, mad love to that, man. Uh, I got really into biking last summer. And then my bike got stolen. Damn, bro. It's River West. Your bike has to get stolen out here. It's sort of like the rite of passage, you know, get your bike stolen. But um, I I'm sorry that happened to you. Fuck. I mean, yeah, it sucks. But I did. Um, I, I mean, honestly, like, it definitely could have been worse. Like, the bike was given to me. I didn't buy it. Um, so like, it was just given to me by my friend who was moving out of the state. And so it had a, she had a good run, but, uh, I actually got a new bike like that week. Cause someone was getting rid of a mountain bike and I still, it's now it's, it's locked up in the hallway. My mistake was locking it up in the front, um, like on the front railing of my building, but Ooh. yeah, I don't do that anymore. Um, but I haven't actually used it yet. Uh, but now now I have a bike and I got a hammock recently. I should, man, man, I should. Bro, you're going to be a self-sufficient man. You can go anywhere, sleep anywhere, shit anywhere. Nothing can stop you. Dude, next thing I, yeah, next thing I need is, uh, you know, start growing my own food and drinking out of Dude. mason jars more. <laughs> it's easy, bro. The topsy-turvy tomato grower. You hang it upside down. It grows tomatoes. I done seen it on the TV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just start I just cultivate like 
10 varieties of heirloom tomatoes. <laughs> Tomato-based diet. Yeah, I look like I do that. I don't your have- hair your hair is going to get redder. Your beard is going to get redder. Soon it's just going to be like the fucking deepest of deep reds. No. <laughs> That's going to be your equivalent to going Super Saiyan. It just gets more red. Yeah, I'm going to start like making my own sauces. <laughs> and not give anyone the recipe, but just talk about it all the time. <laughs> and we got, we got, we got a pound of slowy sauce. Slowy sauce. Smack <laughs> it on your, smack it on your spaghetti. Fuck it, here you go, you fucking son of a fuck. Eat this. <laughs> you ain't getting it anywhere else, so you're welcome. See, what's what's in the slowy sauce? Go fuck yourself. That's what's in it. <laughs> Yeah, so um so anyway, uh so that was so you got really into production because of quarantine. Like that really like uh you kind of like immersed yourself out of just like you know, needing a creative it, outlet. It's been something that like I've wanted to do for years. Um, but it's really what the problem all the time, really the problem with me, a lot of people is just motivating yourself to fulfill that pipe dream like i thought like this is for the geniuses bro i shouldn't touch it but then like i didn't i just stopped getting intimidated by it i was just like fucking just have fun with it see what happens and then down the road i was just like all right invest your life into it there's no turning back buy a 700 dollars synthesizer if you quit you fucking look like an idiot honestly that's what i had to do buy a shit ton of equipment because that really just makes you have no way of looking back. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right. That comes with that, like, self-investment. It's like, by default, by doing this, you're like, you are taking yourself seriously now. And uh, that can be such a big leap of faith for a lot of people. Like, and not everyone's ready for it. But once you do that, it's like, well, now, like, you know, I have to put it to use. I have to see what I can do. And uh, I, I've had to do the same thing, man. I just bought new uh, audio equipment that I haven't used yet. It's like, I've been doing this for two years now. I have to upgrade, you know, I got to bring it to the next level and spend a lot of money to do that. Um, And so with doing that, you already committing to a future with it. You know what I mean? Definitely. Um, And this was like, this was like the perfect time to do it because I like had so much free time. I kept getting money for doing absolutely nothing. Fucking all of my favorite producers were just stuck at home doing like, you know, tutorials, live sessions, like lessons and stuff. Like I chose a very good time to get into it, even though sometimes I so like I sometimes hate myself. Like, why the fuck didn't you start earlier? Fuck. Because like my older brother, like he's been on FL Studios making like trap beats like probably since like we were in grade school honestly that he did this like since he was in high school and he's three years older than me um like it's I should have I sometimes keep saying like you sure wasted a lot of time but hey uh, it's cheesy but better late than never honestly like I'm 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 I feel behind but I'm learning every day 
whether it be through actual tweaking around on the computer or like just through deep listening of like other electronic artists because you just know what to listen for now yeah dude it's never too late it took everything all the events of the past to realize that this is what you wanted and everyone hits that at different points in their life and that's okay um what were like so so what have been some of like your biggest influences in your production cohen sound it's a duo from england that like it's bass music that is composed like beautiful sim symphonies with just awesome fucking galaxy noising and bass hitting you in the face and it's like those guys are my inspiration like they're along the lines of what i'm trying to make uh, another guy frequent like granddaddy of neuro bass like his his tutorials on bass design and like just all of ableton on youtube like those saved my life those answered so many questions i even had a private lesson with him when i first you know, got into production. Great guy. Amazing, amazing beacon of knowledge. Um, I had another influence, but like he got canceled because he's a fucking piece of shit. Um, it was thrift works, like in terms of like actual musical composition, but Hey, can like I, I like the music i hate the man i hate everything he is so uh I, I i pirated all of his music and i've been giving it to people for free just despite that motherfucker there you go hey power to you um violent affirmation uh the song you dropped um a couple months ago now right uh, yeah uh tell me about what went into this joint well, um, it, I, I originally didn't think I was ready to put out a release. Um, I put out Violent Affirmation, uh, A, to violently affirm that I'm making music, thus the title. Um, B, uh, my roommate at the time, he was putting together a little live stream virtual music festival, uh, and he was, he gave me like the recommendation like yo you're putting on a set you should probably have a release just to make your soundcloud not a empty barren wasteland um so violent affirmation most of it i worked on in the airport uh at tampa international on my way to visit my brother in california um that's the magic of adderall i <laughs> I got there at, I got to that airport at 8 p.m. My flight wasn't leaving until like 7 a.m., but I had no way of getting a ride in the morning. So I was just like, all right, I'm going to pull a fucking all-nighter in this airport and be productive. I did about 90% of that track in the airport, sweating my tits off. Fucking, it, uh. Violently affirming yourself. Oh, dude, it was a pretty fucking violent affirmation in that in that airport. Uh, but like, basically, it's it's unmastered. That's like, I wouldn't even call it the final draft because I'm still to this day working on it. I kind of put it out to just kind of give people an idea of 
really what I do. Weird, monstery, outer spacey noises with a melody that I come up with in my head um, with like combination of instruments, synths, bass, and all sorts of weird stuff that I can find on my computer. It's it's a lot. It's it's a lot of uh, I think a lot about of what I'm gonna keep doing with this track because like on my next release is either gonna be an EP or an album. I don't I don't really think I'm gonna do another single. Uh, when is that gonna be? I have no fucking clue. Uh, I'm my workload at work and school have like tripled. So I've just been working on music in between when I can uh, and like when I'm mentally up for it. I got you. Yeah, for sure. I, well, I wrote that track up at Breaking and Entering because I was like, oh shit, I'm so I saw Rock. that and I, and I fucking loved that. Thank you. You're welcome. I, but if, the, if the track isn't, if that's not even, um, you know the 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 final draft oh no it's 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 the final draft for what it's not even mastered but like it's gonna be out there um what i'm I'm gonna do is do a vip so it's like it's just like a new and improved remix basically and i'm probably gonna put that on either my ep or my album because i loved the concept of that track a lot but like the more I go, the better I, the more I learn about sound design. I have a fucking Moog sub fatty synth now. So like I, all of my past projects need to be re, re-fucked with. After you like got done uh, with the track in the airport, uh, how was the flight after that? Um, tense. I wanted to keep working on music. Um, it was, it was terrible. Fucking, I slept with my fucking mask on. Like, I did not want to travel, but my brother bought me that ticket and he was just like, come to LA, I'm bored. Because he was living in LA. So I was just like, all right, I guess I have no choice. Um, luckily, I didn't get sick. I had, I, I like isolated myself for the two weeks, for two weeks after I got back because... I have a roommate. My roommate had his girlfriend over. I had two roommates and my roommate had his girlfriend over. So like I stayed in my room. I I wore my mask when I was downstairs with them. But like it was it was fun seeing my brothers. Uh, Did you show them the track? They're not really about electronic music. Oh, damn. Yeah, I love my brothers, but, like, we only have very, very, very low, like, very minimal things, actually, in common. I feel that. Deep voice. Uh, I'm the tallest one, even though I'm the youngest. Uh, I have more hair than both of them combined. Yeah. I feel that. I mean, that's kind of how I am with my sister. We don't have a ton in common either, but um, I don't think she's ever watched an an episode of, of this. Oh, so I get it. It's yeah, we got we got our separate lives. Like got one brother who's like living in like the Stevens Point area, just chilling, like working at a restaurant. 
got another one who's an engineer traveling between like everywhere in the Midwest. And then meanwhile, there's little old me trying to make weird bass music in the swamps of Tampa. Hey, that is moist, my friend. So moist, bro. It's dangerously moist down here. You're breathing in moist. You can't escape it. I've tried. Even when I'm up in Wisconsin, I can't shake off the moist. You bring it, you just come back here and you're just the moistest. I bring I bring the moist everywhere I go. It's a curse. It's a blessing. I don't know what it is. Yeah. So it's an aerial effect. Minus time, 30 physical damage. So every time it gets really humid here in the summer, I'm just gonna assume you're in town. Um <laughs> I vis- the last time I visited Wisconsin was November of 2019. And it was the first time in like four years that I've seen a winter and I thought I was going to die. Yeah. I feel that it's, um, you, you left for a reason, uh, as we mentioned before. Um, so since, you know, you put the first song out, uh, yeah, you know, you're talking about what kind of projects you're going to, uh, uh, work on uh, next. So yeah, like, what have you been up to? What uh, what's in store? Um, definitely. Uh, I've isolated the type of style that I want to do. Now the only thing left is get good. Fucking I. It's since I'm like a beginning producer, I'm like constantly learning things that like every day that just makes me want to fucking completely overhaul my track and also it's a little workflow thing that i do of like working on like five things in a given day like uh biggest thing i've been working on is a collab with my old roommate logan his name is i trip he's got a few releases himself uh me and him started producing like almost at the same time we were just living together, fucking like helping each other out. And now we're, we're working on a collab. Um, I, I just sent it back to him. He's going to do some work on it because I, I did so much shit on it. God damn. It's it's going to be it's going to be a juicy one. Mm. I'll, I'll take care of you guys. It's, Don't worry. It's going to be dripping. Oh, dude, it's going to be dripping. It's going to it's going to have a stogie in its mouth. And it's going to tell you what time it is. It's going to take, it's going to take your daughter out for dinner, come back at 30 minutes after the date and then take you out to dinner instead. Be like, fuck the daughter. You're looking pretty cute. Come to Olive Garden with me. Man, it's just going to be, it's going to be sopping wet. (laughs) Hurricane down here. Yeah, it's gonna just be a monsoon of uh, of base. And, I thought uh, hurricane season was over. <laughs> Man, we actually, actually, actually we, ain't seen, we ain't seen nothing like this. Actually, hurricane season's actually about to begin next month here. Oh, good luck with that, uh, dude. What I noticed in Florida, though. People get lit for hurricanes. It's not like in Wisconsin where in a blizzard you're 
hopefully just bundled up inside around a fireplace um, unless you're an unfortunate fuck who has to go to work here we're always off and it's fucking fun just like it's warm it's wet like yeah there's a lot of destruction but there's a lot of destruction everywhere you just kind of have to stay happy like with what you can yeah just sort of like with no pun intended, but weather the storm. Uh, actually, that was a total pun intended. Dude, um, you good job on that. <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, my buddy lives in Orlando, and I remember there was a hurricane, and it, like, his snap story, like, he had a pool in his backyard. He was, like, out swimming, like, in his pool during the hurricane and was, like, taking snaps of it. Orlando gets hit a lot more often because they're oceanside. For a hurricane to really, really fucking hit Tampa, it either has to form in the Gulf or form in the ocean, whirl around the whole state, and then fucking hit us because we're on the west coast, like central, lower west coast of Florida. Um, The last one that really fucked us was Irma. Uh, I was there for that, and I was at a nudist colony. Oh, how'd that go? I Naruto ran naked in the heat of the hurricane. <laughs> I'm proud of you, dude. Good Thank for you. you. Thanks, Feb. I had to do it. I had to do it to him. Son, that was uh, very heroic of you. Dude, uh, speaking, of, speaking of had to do it to him, I live within 30 minutes of the kid from the had to do it to a meme. Really? Yes. <laughs> He's like a year younger than me and fucking he lives around these parts <laughs> dude yeah um i also live 35 minutes away from john cena now that is epic um so like about a few years i think in may of 2019 i was actually put on a meme um it was a side-by-side comparison of my two driver's licenses oh i remember that yeah I it was it it showed my actual transformation and that picture got sent to me by all of my former employers fucking friends like people I didn't even know (laughs) and it was just because I felt like comparing my fucking driver's licenses Jesus dude what like what did you like (laughs) Do you have a caption? I think I remember this happening, but I don't remember the actual meme. Like, what was what was the like? It was like before and after because Florida. (laughs) Nice. Um, It was as it was. This was short-haired Humza before Florida, bro. Which is like I drink to forget it. And then just a forest, just like appeared. That's it's 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 what had to happen. I'm too lazy for haircuts. It's too much to worry about. Yeah, I, I um, I feel I, I get mine once like every three months or so. Um, but I like the beard. I like having the beard. Like I didn't used to like it, but honestly, like uh, I forgot what you look like without a beard. Honestly, bro. <laughs> I dude, I look. I'll put it this way: I actually will like look sort of my age without a beard. But with it, I look like I'm like people think I'm like 30 or some shit, dude. Dude, like I had a beard like two days ago and I wanted to keep it. 
Um, but I fucked up when I was trimming the neck beard. I got like too high up here and just like it, it killed the connector. And I was just like, all right, fuck it, starting over. Oh, that's the worst. It's it's all right. Since I'm Arab, I can grow this one again in two weeks. It's it's terrible. I fucking hate it. Sorry, I you know maybe there's a Jewish Arab uh, crossover uh, gene of growing beards really fast because I can grow a beard in like. I mean, we were all we we're all from the same area. We were neighbors. We were chilling. We were, yeah, we were family, dude. We absolutely were. Still are. Still are. Absolutely know? are. I fucking I, I separated I separated myself from the politics of my predecessors back when I was fourteen. And since then now I'm just loving everybody. There you go. Um it's okay. I I'm a little uh, detached from the mainstream Jewish community these days. Uh I've um taken a more leftist approach with my Judaism, but like you said, I love. I try to love everybody. Meet people where they're at. We're all very confused, and uh, it all went downhill for me uh, with uh, me and Islam since uh, one of my old sheikhs, which is like our equivalent for priests. Um, he, he's really pretty orthodox, dude. Tried telling me that music was forbidden. Yeah, that's yeah, I don't that wasn't cool with me. Like I think I was like 13 or 14. Like it's it kind of after that, me and Islam were kind of on shaky terms. Like I'm not gonna disrespect Islam. It's the religion of my mother. Like you know, I've been to Iraq. I see Islam like bring people together like in times dude. of absolute need. Like it's like Islamic it's, art, dude. Islamic art is so fucking cool. Yeah, so, like, I'm not going to be one of those fucking edgy atheists that's just like, fuck all religion, because, like, no, religion, religion's a cool thing. Yeah, it could be used terribly, but, hey, fucking ketamine's a cool thing, and that can be used terribly. Yeah, man, I feel that. I mean, in, in Jude Judaism is, you know, it has its own, uh, I have my own grievances with it, too. Like, I love, I'm, I've always considered myself culturally Jewish. But as far as the Orthodox community goes, I mean, like men and women are separated in prayer. And, Same with Islam. Yeah, women aren't allowed to like, they're not supposed to like sing or make music. Like, it's just such a very like antiquated, like gender role thing that I found. It's very hard to relate to um, when you see the world in in a very like egalitarian lens. And um, for that reason, you know, I just try to, I, I stick to the parts of it that I do resonate with, you know, like I like the whole Takuna Lam thing, you know, trying to like repair the world and show, cause that's to me, that's what social justice is all about. But it just is given a bad name, you know? And uh, where did Florida man come from? Where, what made you decide on that name? Oh, dude. So first off, I'm not looking forward to if the time ever comes that I get bigger, that someone's going to try to call me out for like, dude, Florida man's not even born in Florida. Fucking poser. Like, <laughs> yes, I am an Iraqi American born in Chicago, raised in Green Bay, who has, who has never even once visited Florida prior to moving here. 
I I've built a life here that I never thought that I would be so happy with. And also my family in Iraq, uh, they call me Florida man. You're Florida man now. Uh. So nice. it just sounded so sexy when they said it. Um, and also like, it's the Florida man. I, it's 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 a crown that not many people want, but I'll fucking take it. Yeah, it's just it's gonna be funny when like you're actually playing gigs in Florida and you're Florida. Oh man. right, that's that's the goal, bro. Like I haven't even touched DJing. Like that's it, I'm I'm focusing on production right now. Uh, DJing will come, but. My goal is just to get good. <laughs> there you go, man. Hey, mad power to you, my friend. Uh, I can't wait till we can party again sometime soon. Um, I'm going to get vaxxed, and then I'm going to try to visit home, bro. Do it, dude. I, I'll be here waiting with you, waiting for you with a couple cold hams. and. Uh, um, I'll, fucking, I'll fucking, hams is going to drink some hams, bro. <laughs> the, stand, the sandy hams and the liquid hams unite. Right on, dude. Till yeah. it's wet sand. Yeah. <laughs> Till it's quicksand, dude. Um, that's that's what they call me on the bike, quicksand. <laughs> oh Jesus! Um, it was really great to talk to you tonight. Uh, this was really fun. It was great. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Like fucking, like I said before, it's just great to see what this show has grown up and become and emerged like into, dude. Like, I'm so happy for you. Thanks, man. Thank you. And I'm glad that the producing is working out for you, that, you know, you've really found a lot of meaning and intention behind it. Um, Absolutely. That's what I, that's what I bring people on here to do, uh, to talk about, you know, because... We're all figuring it out. So uh, aren't we out to ask everyone the same two questions? Hamza, the first is, what keeps you up at night? Other than caffeine? Mm, yeah. Um, really like, uh, strive to be productive. Yeah. Like, even when I'm doing nothing, like, I always just feel like doing something. And I'm just like, no, Hamza, you got to sleep. And I'm just like, shut up, Hamza, you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> you become like Gollum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the second question is, what puts you to sleep? Um, you know, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, um, what, like, does put me to sleep, knowing that I've still got a lot of time to get good. I've still got a lot of time to be satisfied with my art. Yeah. Well, uh, I think you're doing a heck of a good job uh, doing that. Thanks. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Dad. Glad I can make you proud of my son <laughs> what words can't even describe the love for my son dude this is like it's like i what as the son i went out to go get milk and cigarettes and i never came back <laughs> now i found myself in florida
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just uh, fucking like ensnared by the moisture. Just oh, dude, I brought I brought my I brought my moisture here, and then this moisture was just like, oh my god, <laughs> this is too moist. It's like it's like Randy in South Park. Every time he goes, no, oh my god, <laughs> my god, my god. <laughs> uh, thanks for being on the show, dude. This is a great time. Love you, Ben. I love you too, Hamza. So everyone watching. Uh, I'll tag Florida man. He's got a SoundCloud. Go check out Violent Affirmation. Fam. More shit's gonna be coming soon. I just gotta fucking chill out at work. The affirmations are just gonna get more and more violent. Uh, oh, they're gonna chill out sometimes, you know, to put you in like a false sense of security, and then we're right back into it. Yeah. Okay. There you go. I like that. Um, well, uh, you heard the man. You know. You know what to do. Thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time.